as the Astros, a franchise record, 103 wins during the regular season. <laughs> We're a better team than last year. It's the team that plays the best. It's October. Special teams do special things in October. Fans loving it. The American League Championship Series. And Springer drives this one deep to right center field. Looking up. See you later. Turn up your radio, Houston. This is club down the left field line. And that's down. It's the Houston Astros. Altuve will score. Bregman will score. Astros Radio. How about Barwin Gonzalez? Houston's exclusive. Minute Maid Magic. Hometown call. And greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros play game three of the American League Championship Series against the Boston Red Sox. Series moving to Houston after the first two games in Boston. The team's splitting the first two with the Red Sox winning game two on Sunday by a score of 7-5. George Springer, two for five with two doubles, drove into. Marwin Gonzalez had a two-run home run, but the Astros came up short in the end as the Astros looking to get back on the winning track with the next three here at Minute Maid Park. Today's pitching matchup is brought to you by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Astros will send Dallas Keuchel to the mound today, and Keuchel, he's a veteran of these sorts of games, making uh, another postseason start, the 10th of his career, and he pitched very well in Game 3 of the Division Series against Cleveland, giving up two runs in five innings. Yeah, I think A.J. Hinch is always very comfortable and confident, too, with Dallas Keuchel going to the mound in big moments. Uh, talk about postseasons, all-star appearances. He started an all-star game a couple of years ago, and, of course, we know how well he typically pitches at Minute Maid Park. So to give him the ball, one thing you can uh, know that's going to happen is he's going to be able to – control his heart rate and not try to overthrow things of that nature because that's just not the way he pitches and he knows it. Meanwhile, Nathan Avaldi getting the ball for the Boston Red Sox and Avaldi, native of Alvin, Texas, which has produced him and Nolan Ryan and a couple of flamethrowers. Avaldi can hit triple digits on the radar gun and he was outstanding in his division series start in New York against the Yankees, his old team giving up just a run over seven innings. Yeah, he can overpower you. I mean, he's got a great fastball, throws in the upper 90s. His cut fastball, my goodness, is 93, 94 miles per hour. Uh, the Astros are going to have to make sure he misses out over the plate. Now, his walk total is very low. Now, we've seen some pitchers and, and even an Astro pitcher or two in the last couple of years whose walk totals may be low, but it doesn't mean they really have that good a control. They may fall behind a lot and then miss out over the middle of the plate. And if the Astros can take advantage of Evaldi in those types of situations, those good hitters counts, I think the Astros have a good puncher's chance. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Nothing goes better with nine innings of Astros baseball than a cold Carbach beer. And the first pitch of the ball game is a fastball high. So tune into the game and crack open a Love Street, Kolsch-style blonde, or Hopadillo IPA to root on your Houston Astros. It's game time, so grab a cold locally brewed Carbach. If you're in Houston, drop by the brewery where we're open seven days a week serving up great food, delicious beer, and plenty of good times. Follow us on social at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, Houston, Texas. Welcome back to Minute Maid Park. Today's Keys of the Game brought to you by Lone Star College. When it comes to jump-starting your career, Lone Star College knocks it out of the park with over 170 programs. Visit LoneStar.edu to learn more. Lone Star College, start close, go far. Well, you look at what these two teams did during the regular season, the, the two best records in baseball, Red Sox winning 108 games, Astros winning 103. But the first two games of this series, not exactly crisp, clean baseball that no. you'd expect from the, the top two teams. The Red Sox made more mistakes in game one. Astros, a couple of mistakes in, in game two, and it'll be interesting to see if maybe it, it uh, irons out on both sides for game three. You know, maybe a little nerves. I think yeah. both teams respect each other so much that they realize they almost have to play flawless baseball to beat the other team. 
And sometimes that that uh, idea in the back of your mind can, can cause you to be a little bit more uh, stiff, a little more tense, and, and you end up making some mistakes. Uh, we've seen it with catchers, you know, and we've seen it with third basemen, and uh, just some just some odd miscues so far for two teams that are so good. Both these teams are very good fielding teams, especially man in the outfield. Both teams, some of the a couple of the the best outfields in in all of baseball, and they can really cover some ground. Uh, this has been more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark in the last two or three years. It's changed a little bit, and I think everybody's starting to realize that you can pinch the gaps a lot more. So uh, for the pitchers, you're thinking about if they hit the ball in the air, just don't let them pull it. And you look at the start that Valdi had for the Tampa Bay Rays earlier this year before getting traded to Boston here at Minute Maid Park. He gave up four runs, all on four solo homers. Four of the seven hits he allowed were on home runs. But his home run rate has really gone down since going over to the to the Boston Red Sox. And A.J. Hinch was saying, hey, we, we were able to get home runs off of Aldi the last time. That would be nice to mix in some, some doubles and some singles this time around. Yeah, and the Astros can do that. They can manufacture runs in a, bun a bunch of different fashions, which makes them really good. And you talk about lineups that have a lot of those players that are more the three true outcomes. That's when you fall into those spikes as far as the run scored, and then you get shut out a game or two when you, when you face a really good pitcher who can uh, execute his game plan. Uh, I like the way the Astros can, can kind of grind you out, take some walks, do some little things, play a little small ball, put the ball on the ground every once in a while when you need to, and I think that makes for a, a more consistent approach. Coming up next, we'll be joined by A.J. Hinch on the Manager's Show presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from former Astros player and current Astros television broadcaster Jeff Blum. But now this from your local station. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. AJ, looking at this series right now, not a surprise, one-to-one. -one. You guys got one at Fenway Park, but two great teams. This has been fun so far. Yeah, it's two really good teams, and I don't think we've either one of us have played our best baseball, but if um, it's no surprise. I mean, obviously, us getting a win in Fenway is huge. We take back home field advantage in now a five-game series, uh, and I like our chances here at Minute Maid. One silver lining, perhaps, in the, the game you lost, game two, was you got a few of your pitchers in there that hadn't gotten postseason action. Now, that's big right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't love silver linings when you lose. So, I, I mean, it doesn't really do us a lot of good. But I'm glad some guys got to pitch and, and, you know, specifically Josh James got to pitch. Tony Sipp hadn't pitched in a while. Right. Two guys that didn't pitch in the first round because our other guys were so effective. So, um, you know, good to get those guys in, better to get them in a win. A couple of changes in your lineup today. One of them is your two-hole hitter, Jose Altuve. He's going to DH today. Mm -hmm. And we all know that he's, he's barking a little bit, playing on one leg for about half of the season. But playing three days in a row, is that the biggest reason? Yeah, I mean, a little bit mostly about his knee. I mean, it's bothering him. He's not moving great. Uh, we have a ground ball pitcher in Dallas Keuchel. Getting Marwin at second base is, is not a disadvantage for us. Tony Kemp goes into the outfield, another, another good addition into the lineup. So this group of players was going to play uh, regardless. And now it's just a matter of was I going to DH Tony? Was it now DHing Jose gives him a... Um, partial day off, maybe he'll feel a little bit better. I may do it again tomorrow uh, against Porcello, but I, I, um, I'm just going by with what I see and trying to win the game. Tony Kemp, he gets some action, and he had a couple of great at-bats at Fenway Park, and uh, he sparks this team, doesn't he, especially he does. from the nine-hole? Yeah, no, he does. I mean, especially against the right-handed pitching, this is a different series where the you know the first two pitchers were left-handed. Now we get some right-handers in, and Eovaldi, most likely Porcello tomorrow. Um, Tony will get an opportunity. They'll, they both have pretty big platoon splits. 
Uh, Tony's been a part of our mix, you know, the entire year. So, so certainly getting him in there feels feels very comfortable for me. And you've paired Brian McCann with Dallas Keuchel. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I would assume is that Dallas Keuchel handles or takes care of the running game quite a bit. A little bit. I mean, and Brian can throw. I, I don't like the fact that people think that Brian can't throw, and and he might throw a runner out today and, and be perfectly fine. I think that I like the way he handles Dallas. Um, it certainly is a little bit of an, uh, an easier in control in the running game, but there are so many different aspects that BMAC brings to the to the game. And, and you know, caught every inning of the playoffs last year. He's a winning catcher. You can't just roll out the same guys over and over again. He's a good matchup for Eovaldi and, 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 and some of their right-handed bullpen pieces, so he might help us win a game today. AJ, you've handed the ball to Dallas Keuchel in a lot of big games, and uh, it just seems like his heart rate – it's a little less than a lot of pitchers. Yeah, he's pretty. I mean, he's pretty smooth and, and under control. I mean, there's an intensity underneath that surface yeah. uh, that we see uh, all the time. That we know his preparation is going to be good. We know the moment's not going to be too big. He loves pitching in this park. He loves pitching big games. Um, you know, I, when he goes out on the mound, everybody thinks we're going to win. And then for Boston, it's going to be Nathan Avaldi. He's a local kid. You guys have faced him. Um, what's the plan against him? Well, you're going to get a lot of fastballs, and, he, and he'll throw a split. He'll throw a little breaking ball in there, but you, most of the time you're going to get some heat, and he throws really hard, and you got to get on top of that, that fastball and make sure you can catch up to it. you got to be pretty selective. You know, he's, he's a guy who's tough to score on early, but if you hang in there, there's some mistakes in there with that fastball that, um, that he can make later in the game or as you, as you see him more and more, uh, it's advantage hitter. So we'll see how long they stick with him. He's been very effective. Um, he certainly we know he's local here. He pitched against us in a different uniform earlier this year. We yeah. hit a couple balls out of the ballpark. Short Springer leads it off against Nathan Avaldi. 0-2. Springer drills this one deep to left center field. Going back on it is Smith, and he will watch that one go off the community leader signs. George Springer goes deep, and the Astros go up two to one. And Bregman hits it high in the air and deep to left field. Smith is looking up. Kiss it goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Back-to-back jacks for the Astros. First Springer, now Bregman. 3-1 to one Astros. And Altuve drills it deep to left. Make it three in a row. Onto the train tracks. And the Astros go up 4-1. to one. Back to back to back. So capitalize on the mistake when he makes it um, because he doesn't make many of them. All right, that's A.J. Hinch. Thanks for catching up. Good luck tonight. You guys, Marky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Watch the big game with your radios turned up. And that is It's October. And you can kiss that one goodbye. The American League Championship Series. I'm as prepared as I can possibly be. It's going to be fun. The Houston Astros advance to the American League Championship Series. Turn up your radio, Houston. Verlander strikes out the side. Astros Radio. It's going to be a pretty good series. Houston's exclusive. Hometown call. And you can kiss it. It. Turn up your radio to your hometown team. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Jeff Blum. Of course, you all know him as one of the Astros uh, television broadcasters for the AT&T Sports Southwest. I'd imagine uh, postseason, it's fun to actually get to watch games as a fan, but also a little frustrating because you're used to calling 162 games or however many, uh, the majority of them. And uh, now you're you're on the sideline, so I'd imagine it's it's kind of mixed emotions, huh? It is mixed emotions because there is a part of you that is a fan of the Astros and you want to see them do well. Yeah. So you do get to sit in the stands and be a part of the fan base and cheer these guys on and appreciate them for actually playing the game as opposed yeah. to turning it into a job. But uh, there is definitely a part of you. You go through 150, 160 games 
calling them. You want to be there. You want to provide the voice, much like you guys do. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. And to be fully, full disclosure, I do mute the TV and I do listen to you guys. And uh, you guys do a great job. But I know there, there's a little bit of envy between us right now because you guys get to sit here, study up, prepare for these playoff games. It's a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate that, Blummer. And, you know, you look at the, the way the first two games of the series went, and I know you know this as a player. You're a road team, first two games of a postseason series. A lot of times the mentality is, hey, you want to get at least one of these and force the other team to have to win at least one game at, at your place. And Astros took game one. Then you want to get greedy, try to take two, and, and came close to doing that, but still have to be pretty pleased to be 1-1 coming home. No, and I absolutely agree with you, and I appreciate you using the word greedy because you've got to be greedy in this game. You get that first win uh, to open the series, like you said, on the road. Um, NBA, NHL, they always talk about in the series, you got to split on the road, win out at home, and that's the way it's set up for the Houston Astros. They've done a very good job. Um, it would, in a perfect world, they come home 2-0 and and close this thing out yeah. in a couple of ball games, but they still have an opportunity if they sweep this homestand to win out and get their chance in the World Series. We saw Marvin Gonzalez bang his back and his neck into the uh, green monster at Fenway, which is all metal, doesn't give, stayed in the ball game. He's in the lineup today. Jose Altuve, that knee's been bothering him, saw some evidence in game two that maybe it was bothering him a, a little bit more. He's DHing today. This time of year as a player, I mean, it's you're going to have to have a broken leg or something for you not to play, right? Yeah, and we're seeing the same thing with Carlos Correa complaining uh -huh. about that back too. He's fighting through that. But, yeah, this is a time where it's no holds barred. You blow it out as, as much as you can. Um, you don't want to risk any further injury or damaging yourself throughout the offseason and having to rehab in that sense. But I think these guys have a pretty good idea how to play through some of these injuries because they are getting knocked around a little bit, bumps and bruises. But the adrenaline of the game literally takes over. And uh, we all know that sometimes it's better living through chemistry and they have a little yeah. more uh, uh, advantage in that sense uh, here in the playoffs. They're willing to take some more chances, but they'll push the limit and play hard. Nathan Avaldi starting for the Red Sox, guy who can hit triple digits, has a, has a good breaking ball. Is it against a guy like that? I mean, you know about the breaking ball, but you, you always have to be ready for that fastball, right? Yeah, and it's very similar to what uh, opposing teams face with Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Charlie Morton. These guys that are high velocity usually have a tendency to get ahead with the high velocity early on. And in just in watching Evaldi go out and pitch, very aggressive with the fastball early on, early on, so I expect the Astros to be trying to attack that fastball in the zone early on. And if they do happen to get ahead in the count, then you can go all in on the fastball. But he... The thing that amazed me about Evaldi is the, the, the ability to develop, to develop a cut fastball around 94 miles an hour and really have some good movement on it. So that's going to be a true test, but there's good history for the Astros against Evaldi with the back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back home runs, right. and there's also the road factor. Evaldi hasn't been good on the road this season. What is the atmosphere like? I mean, we have an idea, obviously, but we're on headset. Uh, with the atmosphere here at Minute Maid Park during the postseason. What is it like sitting in the stands, roof closed, with, with how loud it gets in here? Yeah, the roof closed is definitely a factor here at Minute Maid Park. And, and when you get this place slammed in here with about 42, 43,000 rabid fans, it gets extremely loud. There's nowhere for that noise to go. And I was talking with actually Mike Stan earlier mm -hmm. today on, on the radio, and we were both commenting on the fact because he spent a lot of time out here in between uh, his appearances and – in between innings, there's a, there's a, there's a white noise out there that you can you have to yell at the buddy next to you in the seat to actually have a conversation. So it's a pretty constant buzz, and when things go the Astros' way, it really feels like the roof is going to blow off this place. First place you go, whether it's concession stand, whether it's an adult beverage area, when you're here for a playoff game as a fan. 
uh, I, I don't know if I can drop names on this, but there's a specific spot out there in the left field corner. I got okay. seats in section 107, but it, it was due to the convenience of a particular <laughs> beer brand that is in the left field corner. And uh, if you want to increase your chances of seeing me at a ball game, you just go hang around that uh, that area of the ballpark, and I'll, I'll be around there every once in a while. All right, left field, that's where you can find Jeff Blum. You can also find him on the Astros television broadcast during the regular season. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the game. Always good being on with you. Thanks, Robert. Postseason baseball. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.